0: Welcome back. Welcome to Phenomenal Flicks. Today I am discussing Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe, Karen Pistorius, and Gabriel Bateman, directed by Derek Borte. I believe that's how you say his name. And holy shit, this is the first theatrical release in theaters we've had since theaters reopened, since March. Now I want to preface this, I did not go and see this in a movie theater. I was actually lucky to be gifted a screener, my very first one that I wasn't handed by someone else. That doesn't mean to say I'm not intrigued by the thought of theaters reopening. AMC especially seems to be taking every precaution that they can for the safety and comfort of their guests and it's actually quite heartening. However, I live in a college town and we just saw an influx of about 30,000 plus students arrive. So I'm gonna take it slow, see how the next few weeks shape out before I decide if I'm gonna go risk my health and others' health just to see a movie. However, if you saw Unhinged in theaters, more power to you. But like I said, I was just lucky enough to be gifted a screener of this. So Unhinged revolves around Tom Cooper played by Russell Crowe, a man having an extremely bad day, set on causing as much destruction, murder, and mayhem before he gets himself killed. During his day, he is honked at while stopped at a green light by Rachel, played by Karen Pistorius, a newly single mother driving her son, Kyle Gabriel Bateman, to school. This causes Tom to lose all control and follow Rachel across the entire town in an attempt to cause her as much pain as possible. Unhinged was actually surprisingly quite fun. A decent action thrill ride that kept me entertained for it's actually perfectly short runtime. And yeah, that kind of sounds like a Blu-ray box cover thing like, oh, action thrill ride. But that's exactly what it was because there's a little bit of action in it. It's a thriller and it takes place in cars. So do with that what you will. I'm not gonna, you know, if someone wants to quote that and put it on the Blu-ray, go ahead. However, there are much better critics out there to decide that. I am going on a rant. So let me get back into this. This is not going to set the world on fire, this film, because it's already kind of on fire the way 2020 is going. But it is awesome that the film that set out back in, I think, May, they set out to be the first like large-scale theatrical release when theaters reopened. And it's, it's accomplished that, and it's not a total piece of shit film like I actually thought it was going to be from the trailer. The film doesn't have much depth to it it's not going to have you think a lot but it's a film like this that is totally devoid of any you know let's make some auteuristic masterpiece mentality unhinged stuck to exactly what it wanted to accomplish and just show basically what road rage does to someone who is unhinged if you will for a straight 90 minutes I was asked by a friend who I had told that I saw this if I had some blindness to it just because that of what it's accomplishing, you know, being that first theatrical release, but as I thought about it, no, I didn't enjoy it just because of that aspect. First and foremost, um as I've already mentioned, I watched this at home with a screener. So I didn't even go out to the theater to watch it. And secondly, While I spent most of quarantine and this kind of post, maybe middle quarantine that we have, because I still believe we're going to be locked down again, that's beside the point again, watching, I watched a lot of films of the past, but it's not like that's all I watched. There are other, you know, new releases that I did watch. Scoob was one of them, Lovebirds, The King of Staten Island, Hamilton, Becky, there was a few others, of course. They've all been released during this shutdown of movie theaters so it's not like i've been devoid of films to watch that have been newer some of those had varying results this one just happened to be a positive as i said and speaking of the fun and the positivity crow himself russell crowe is kind of a full he's just in full force here chewing scenery like it's no one's business well i guess that's his own business but again i digress Crow plays a very maniacal man, one who is hell-bent on this destruction that I caused. In a more subtle performance, I think this would have come off a lot more terrifying if maybe like a, no, I can't think of an actor off the top of my head, of course I can't, but someone who, you know, likes to put themselves into this role would have accomplished, like I could, I could definitely see, and he's never gonna be in a movie like this, but Daniel Day-Lewis, like, it would have been a terrifying performance. Crow, however, is kind of more hammy and, pardon the pun, unhinged to the point where it's almost a parody. I was going to knock this as a negative at first, but as the film progressed, I began to understand that this might be how someone pushed to this edge might actually act. Instead of being more smart and methodical, it's just all out crazy. He truly does not give a shit, blatantly saying that if a cop kills him, if he runs into a cop, that's fine, but he's gonna hurt as many people as he can before he goes. This caused very, very high intrigue with me as well. Normally when anyone watches a thriller such as this or even a horror film, the top criticism I always hear is, why wouldn't they just call the police? That's what I would do. This is a, this is a really stupid argument. You watch a film to immerse yourself in the art in the film, and if someone got to the phone and called the police in a movie like this, as you want them to do, then you're you're ruining you're ruining the film. It's gonna end. You you want them? Do you, do you, I mean do you want the fucking movie to be over? Is basically my question. It's really unclear. Or are you just talking to talk? Anyway, jumping off my soapbox, Unhinged plays with that audience reaction and expectation by making Tom uncaring if the police are called. So anyone sitting there like, why don't they call the police? Guess what? They do. And this causes Karen, the the woman that Tom is coming after, to find another way of surviving her ordeal. I realized I just called her Karen. Let me put in a small aside. I recorded this and didn't catch it until... I was editing it. Her name is Rachel, not Karen. The actress's name is Karen. So my bad. That was a mistake. Back to the regularly scheduled review. Speaking of Rachel, actress Karen Pistorius is really good here, even if she is given much less to do aside from being scared by Tom the whole film. She is a caring mother, if not one that is a little, you know, out of touch with what her son's needs are. She is played very young, the actress is actually younger than I, so she's still really figuring her life out, thus not being the most understanding person to anyone else's problems but her own. While I don't find her acting or her character a detriment to the film, she's definitely overshadowed by her more overbearing co-star. Like any film like this, you need to not think too hard about it. I've often been asked why I'm so forgiving to something like the Fast and Furious franchise, or, you know, a movie like this, but wouldn't give the film Valerian or Jupiter Ascending another shot. And that's because those film, those films sorry, try to be this grand, artful, and deep movies. When, in fact, if they took themselves much less seriously, realized that they are just goofy popcorn action films, they would be a lot more palatable and a lot more entertaining. Unhinged is just that. A fun, turn-your-brain-off, non-serious movie. It's got some really... Strange, I guess, acting choices. Ones that I definitely want to revisit just to see if they're as good or bad as I think they are. They, the movie is is not going to be anything new. I mean, you've seen a movie kind of like this. Like Red Eye is one that comes to mind. It was actually written by the same writer here. There's a lot of dumb choices made. This adds to the drama, in my opinion. This film is not a technical masterpiece. The acting is... You know strange if not all there and fun but it's 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 a good it's a good movie if you're gonna go to the theater which if you're comfortable doing it I say go do it test it out see this movie you could do a lot worse it's a good fun time so I'm gonna give Unhinged a solid B plus while Unhinged is making the headlines with being that first theatrical release it's not the only movie news that we're getting New Mutants is finally coming out after two and a half years of being pushed back to about five or six different dates and being put through two different studio releases. It's coming out in theaters on August 27th, but I will actually not be reviewing that next week because I kind of want to see how the movie theater crowd shakes out as I mentioned earlier. However, luckily, Bill & Ted 3, which is going to be called Bill & Ted Face the Music is releasing on demand that day. So. I will finally, finally have a scheduled review of something that I'm saying on the previous podcast available next week, where I review Bill and Ted Face the Music. However, the week after that, Tenant is coming out, and that has my mind racing. Do I feel safe enough to go to a theater, even with all the precautions they're taking, or do I just take the L on this one and not see Tenet in a theater? I'm still deciding, so I think... By next week, when I review Bill and Ted, I will have a definite answer if I'm going to go to a theater and see Tenet. I'm leaning towards it again with the 30% capacity, the disinfectant sprayers that I've seen that they're using, the fact that people have to wear a mask and that they will actually kick people out if you are not wearing a mask, and the social distance guidelines. It seems like they've got their shit together. So kudos to AMC or any other theater that you go to that I've seen that's doing. No more than 50% capacity. I think this is great. Other news that we got that I'm really excited for is the DC fandom stuff that happened over the weekend, which was kind of like its own mini Hall H from San Diego Comic Con. It was just a full day of DC related things, which not only movies, but TV, comic books, video games. We got the next video game announced in the Arkham series for uh the playstation and xbox which is going to be the suicide squad game as well as gotham knights which i thought was the sequel to arkham knight but it turns out it's in its own universe those both look awesome i will be buying those day one there's also some doom patrol stuff and the batman the long halloween animated movie coming out next year which i'm really excited about because that is my very favorite comic you know story that i've read as a child There was also the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer which finally showed us Kristen Wiig as Cheetah and it looks awesome. I'm not sure if the CGI is finished though because some of it near the end of the trailer looked a little weak but I'm assuming they still have a few more months to kind of perfect that. And the big news of course was the trailer for The Batman which looks just fucking great i i mean you're gonna hear this after the trailer dropped so it just sounds like i'm saying oh i always knew robert Patton so it would be great but back in 2007 when they announced heath ledger as the joker and everyone got on the early days of myspace and said it's gonna be terrible i was sitting there I'd be like you you watch this guy in so many movies that you love 10 things i hate about you a a, a Night's tale and he was in candy and broke back mountain like i knew he was going to do a great job as the joker and look where we are 12 years later and when I heard Robert Pattinson, I knew right away people were gonna say the same thing. Oh, it's that pretty boy who was in Twilight. He is in a lot of great films. If you haven't seen any of his independent stuff, please go out and watch them. They are great. The Lighthouse and The Lost City of Z are two of my favorites that he was in. Life was pretty good. Maps, uh, Maps to the Stars uh, was decent as well. And if you kind of want to laugh, not in bad acting, but just at a stupid premise, Remember Me, he's really good in as well. I'm really excited for this Batman movie. It looks fucking terrifying, actually. I'm pretty sure that was the Riddler, who is known as the duct tape killer that people are calling online. I'm pretty sure that's Paul Dano's Riddler. Colin Farrell as the penguin looks unrecognizable. And then that entire scene where Batman beats the shit out of the thug and says, I am vengeance. It is just goosebump inducing stuff. And that movie, I think, was 25% completed filming when the pandemic shut everything down so i'm i'm very much looking forward to it the last thing i want to touch on is the next episode of scared to beth and beth is reviewing the 1974 classic slasher well proto slasher film the texas chainsaw massacre which controversially i'm not a fan of i think it's fucking i, I get its place in horror history i get why it's legendary And I love the character of Leatherface. I definitely think the character got better as the films went on. He became more interesting, even if those films are technically worse. But I do not like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think that aside from Sally and Leatherface, everyone in that movie is just annoying or terrible, especially Franklin, who I will stand by saying is the worst fucking character in horror movie history. However... Beth, I actually did not listen to this review, so I'm really interested in what she says. But Beth, take it away.
1: I watched the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre this week for this installment of Scared to Beth. Um I it was it was interesting. I had seen the remake and I know, you know, I know it's like based on a true story and stuff. Um all in all, wasn't a huge fan. I feel like the all all that happened, like the last half of the movie or more was just like running and screaming and chasing and running and screaming and chasing in a chainsaw and I'm like how do you not get tired holding that chainsaw and like I'm surprised it took to the very end for him to like accidentally drop it and cut his leg um the ending was also stupid like why don't you just stay in the truck and and leave with the truck why did the truck driver leave and I don't know obviously I was disgusted I was nauseous um it was so gross uh but besides the gore factor didn't really do much for me
0: all right thank you beth and thank you again everyone for listening we really appreciate it over here at two week media the listens we're getting on all of our podcasts you can find us online at two week media where you can find the handles for the rest of the podcasts on there such as this one faking it I Feel Petty, colon Just Hates Musicals, and That's Gotta Be Wrestling. Again, thanks for Grant for that awesome music at the beginning of the podcast. And thank you all. Stay phenomenal.